0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? Everything. Nice. Everything. Scripts are popping. Yes. Pre approval scripts. Yes. Loan application scripts. Get right, in, get right into it. Loan officers. Yes. Mortgage professionals. Yeah. Loan partners. Processors. Okay. Loan officer assistance file openers. Yes. This episode is for you. No bullshit. Yep. Not even going to try to skirt the conversation. Look, there's a lot of times we do episodes on this show, right? We have 150 plus episodes. Yep. All of these episodes can be found on Spotify. Mm-hmm. They can be found on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, really anywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you're finding them there, please make sure you're subscribing, giving a five-star review, recommending them to your friends. That's what helps our audience grow. And as our audience grows, we stay motivated to continue to push out meaningful, relevant content, Content, there you go. usually educational, somewhat entertaining yep. content. You can also watch all 150 plus episodes on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? It's the Loan Officer Podcast. Put it in the YouTube search bar. Yep. We'll pop right up. You can click subscribe and also on YouTube, you can comment, which is really cool. Shout out comments. I wish Spotify and Apple allowed you to do this type of comments. They don't, but right now we use that comment as a bit of a message board. Mm-hmm. And eventually we will have a website built Correct. in order to house everything that we're doing, both on the podcast and outside of the podcast, mm-hmm. when it comes to bringing relevant, educational, somewhat entertaining content to typically anyone who sells real estate for a living, anyone who finances real estate for a living, or anyone who is looking to purchase real estate or has real estate that they have financed like 75% of the American population as DO said myriad of times on the show before. Correct. Which is basically makes up 75% of the American populace. However, this episode, I'm going to geek out for my mortgage professional friends. Let's go. Let's go. Ready to do this. Okay. And the muse of this is where so many of our more recent motivations have come from mm-hmm. our viewers our yeah. listeners our fans yeah. right so i believe it might have been thor that reached out to me if, I, if I short shout out thor on linkedin because yeah. by the way we're on linkedin yep. we're on tiktok yep. we are on instagram we're on facebook at the loan officer podcast you can hook up with me individually i am dustin Owen on linkedin and he is just john coleman on google there you go All right. All right. So So Thor reaches out to me. Hey, Dio, love the show. I've been following
1: everything you've been uh, telling us to do. But I got the buyer on the phone. They're hesitant. I asked them to send them their docs. I asked me. I asked them to send me their docs, and they get cold feet. What do I do?
0: Yes. Did you read that as well? Yeah. That's a good memory. Yeah, it was something along those lines. So he was asking for a script to use in order to convey the message to the consumer that, hey, it's very important that I get your alternative docs or your credit docs up front so I can do the best job of pre-approving you. Therefore making your process from pre-approval to loan closing as smooth and seamless as process as, as possible. Mm-hmm. Also Thor recognizes by collecting docs up front, wink, wink, nod, nod, best practice alert, loan officers and mortgage professionals. In order for you to be really damn good at what you do, you must be collecting documents up front. Whether you are utilizing cool ass technology such as like Finicity and you're running D1C or you're running AIM, depending on if it's a conventional loan, Fannie, Freddie, obviously you might not be able to do some of this if you're doing a, a government loan like a VA loan or an FHA loan, but you know there's technologies we can use. But however you're doing it, make sure you are documenting and verifying income and assets and credit up front. You're utilizing your automated underwriting systems your du's and your lpas and you're running that information through their system now you need to have data integrity Mm -hmm. that integrity is yes i know what i'm doing i looked at their pay stubs and their w-2s and their tax returns and i've calculated the income and i've input the income into my loan origination software same thing for their assets Mm -hmm. and if you're not collecting the documents it's because you're using some kind of a third-party validation service Mm -hmm. okay if you're not doing that as a mortgage professional then before you even learn these scripts, <laughs> start doing it. It's the difference between being a hack and being a pro. Mm. Hacks tell you what they think they'll be able to do based on some information you gave me. A pro tells me this is what I know I can do based on the information I've documented, mm. right. right? Not what you verbally said to me, what I physically documented, I collected from you. Right. So the first script we're going to, we're going to go through and we're going to talk is, ways that i have used to convey the importance of consumers getting me their documents up front and then so that'll handle pre-approval so then that got me thinking and got you and i talking what about when the borrower goes under loan application Mm -hmm. what are some cool scripts that you may use for that okay so up front we're gonna do the doctor nurse analogy okay all right right and then on the back end we're gonna talk about the pilot analogy sounds good and i love using storytelling in general to convey messages and get points across. I try to find and come up with analogies that make sense for the person I'm talking to. Right. So if they are a huge sports fan, I may find a way to incorporate football or baseball into the analogy. If they're a school teacher, I try to, I try to use teaching Mm -hmm. school children um, as an analogy to get a point across. So I use the doctor analogy and the flight analogy because most people Mm -hmm. especially in in, in the Western civilization, I've been to a doctor. Right. And most people have flown on an airplane. If they haven't flown on an airplane, they know something about flying on airplanes. So those are two that are pretty tried, true, and tested analogies that I can use to get my point across through storytelling. Let's do it. All right, so let's go. First and foremost, so John Coleman, you are a a prospective homeowner. You're looking to purchase a home, Mm -hmm. and you're asking me to do your pre-approval. Yep. I'm like, John, everything looks good. Mm -hmm. But what I want to do now is I want to verify everything just to make sure that what you and I talked about is actually what it's going to be once you go under contract. Okay. Now, the reason why I do this, John, up front is because I like to work in a world of certainty. You are going to rely on me and the real estate community is going to rely on my company to make sure that when we say you're good, it means you're good. But I can't wholeheartedly vouch for you just going off of your word. I need to actually document it. So I'm going to need you to send me 30 days of your most recent pay stubs, two years of your most recent W-2s, your most recent tax return, and 60 days' worth of bank statements. And, John, by the way, when you send me your bank statements, will you go ahead and send me all pages? Like sometimes page seven will be blank. Look, I know it sounds crazy to you, but in my industry, if they want all pages, they want all pages. If page seven is blank, they want page seven. Could you go ahead and get that sent over to me? I can even send you a secure site that you can upload the documents uh, safely and securely on. And you may be like, Oh God, I, I don't want to do it. Come on, man. I just, just trust me. Yeah, me more, yeah. Yeah. I'm good, man. How I'm come good. the, how come the other lender, how come the other lender isn't, isn't making yeah, me do the that? the other
1: guy didn't make me ask for all this stuff. He said I was good. And he'd reach back when he had some more stuff. Why are you asking me all to do all this stuff, all these steps?
0: Yep. So John, I, I understand where you're coming from. So here's, here's analogy I like to use. It's, it's one that actually pertains to going to the doctor, right? So, Think about if I was a doctor and you were a patient, have you ever heard of the phrase prescription without diagnosis is malpractice? Yes, I have. You have. Okay. Some people have not Like some people are like, I don't really understand. What does that mean? Well, have you ever asked a doctor to write you a prescription for some medicine, especially if that medicine is like a narcotic, Mm -hmm. um, because you called them up and explained to them your symptoms. It doesn't work like that. No, now you can call your doctor up and get a refill. Right, hey Doc, you got another sinus infection. You saw me just three weeks ago. Yeah. At which point, maybe they'll give you a Z pack over the phone. Right, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a physician, yeah. but that's some things that they that they might or they might not do. Right, I right? tried to get a simple medical patch for motion sickness, and because they hadn't seen me in two years, they made me come in. Mm-hmm. All right, so so there's that, that saying that diagnose or prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. The same thing applies to my industry, and I'm not down. With malpractice, no different than your doctor is down for malpractice, no different than you as a patient should be okay with malpractice. So what I don't want to do is I don't want to issue a pre-approval letter. I don't want to come up with a financing solution for your home purchase until I really know this is what you qualify for. Right? It'd be a waste of your time, waste of my time, and it's a good way to get yourself into financial jeopardy. What if you go out and spend countless hours with your realtor looking at properties, you make a deposit, you get a contract to execute it. And by the time you get me or any other lender, your documents, Mm -hmm. once we review them, we realize that everything we told you, we won't be able to execute on. Ooh. Yeah. You don't want to do that. No. Okay. So no different than you're not going to call your doctor, right? Let's, let's walk through. What does that look like when you go to the doctor, Mm -hmm. right? Well, when I go to the doctor, the first thing I do is I walk in the door. Mm -hmm. When you walk into the door, John, is the first person you see your the doctor?
1: Absolutely. He's the one greeting you, who takes you right back, and you don't have to wait at all and talk to anybody else. Come on, John. Of course not. Come on, John. Of no, course. it's not, right? Nah,
0: so who's the first person the you receptionist see? receptionist, usually. receptionist, yeah. Usually some form of a, of a medical assistant mm-hmm. who answers the phone and, and takes in patients and maybe takes your insurance card and makes sure that everything everything's going to be billed appropriately to your insurance provider, and they let the doctor and the medical team know that you're here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, my team operates very similar. When you call in... More than likely, you may get my loan officer assistant. Now, by the way, caveat here, John, this is off script. This is to the listeners tuned in. This is for when you have a team, right? You may be at a point in your career where you aspire to have a team. Cool. Then you might not go this deep into the analogy, this this deep into the storytelling. But I want to share it all so that way you have it today and you, you can make it your own as it fits where you are in your career, right? right? Typically, you're going to look to hire your first assistant or loan partner once you're successfully closing six to eight transactions a month that you self-sourced on your own, mm-hmm. right? Until you're doing that, you don't need an assistant. You need to be better. You need to be less of a mess. Right. Okay. But, but for some people tuned in, they're at a point where they are looking to, to onboard. So you would want to use this analogy to also incorporate your team. Right. So yet the first person you're, you're going to talk to, it would be my assistant, no different than the first person. And they have a role to play. And they're going to take your information, get you scheduled to meet with me. Now, John, when it's your time to come back, is it me that comes to the door and greets you as the doctor, or does someone else come?
1: You usually, see the nurse. The nurse yeah, nurse.
0: yep, yep. Usually, you're going to see the nurse, and you know, the nurse is is my lone partner, Barb, right? And and there's certain information you're going to get to the nurse, such as your blood pressure, such as your weight your height, they're going to ask you a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe those questions you filled out before you right, came in, ears, maybe yeah. you didn't. Mm-hmm. Each doctor's office is a little bit different mm-hmm. right now when you see the physician, the physician is going to be the person who actually writes the prescription, right? Right. They're going to look in your ears, look in your, your, uh, your mouth, mm-hmm. put the stethoscope on your chest, make a cough a couple of times, and then feel around the parts that hurt. Right. Okay. So, but they don't do that until you've already gone and talked to the receptionist, i.e. the assistant. And, or until you've already talked to the nurse, i.e. my loan partner. Right. Okay. So my system works very similar to you walking into the office. Now, by the way, people tuned in or listening, you may be the receptionist, nurse, and the doctor for your first few years in the business. And that's okay. Eventually you want to build your practice to where you have a receptionist, mm-hmm. to where you have a nurse, to where you are the lead physician. And maybe you get to a point where you even have a physician's assistant. Mm. Right? Think right. about that.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that's a team that's smoking, right. right? That's a team that last year probably produced 60, 70, 80 million in volume, right? right? Where that physician, i.e. loan officer made 500, 600, $700,000 on their W2. Mm-hmm. But these types of analogies are, are stories we can tell to our clients on the importance of getting mm-hmm. the documentation. Now, it may just be the importance of getting the documentation. Maybe the importance of getting the documentation and an introduction to my team and why they're so important, mm. right? That's where the, you all listening in and watching, you're going to have to figure out where are you in your career. Ultimately, what we are trying to do for Thor is give him an opportunity and give him some scripts to use and some storytelling mechanisms to use to convey a message. And his message is one in which prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Mm. I cannot prescribe you a treatment, i.e. a pre-approval letter until I first taking your temperature weighed you measured you listened to your heart mm. possibly even drawn blood mm. now sometimes when I tell that story I'll joke with the with the client like look I don't want to draw your blood right I may ask for your fourth grade report card but I'm not not going try to draw blood right. but sometimes going through this process it'll feel like someone drew blood is that, is that a sticking point usually for people like they have
1: the conversation I'm ready by home and then when you start asking for documents you're like whoa look whatever.
0: you'd be amazed you're dealing with 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 average, everyday people we all have our own fears and anxieties our own quirks yeah. you're quirky in your own right yeah. with your love for aliens <laughs> yeah. i'm quirky and in in my own right for things that i'm very particular about right right so people have their quirks and they have their anxieties and what makes them tick might not be what makes you tick but you have to go to work with it yeah. that's our job is this is a retail job we have to be able to work with it i've had people that are like ah oh, i don't want you pulling my credit i'm like i look, my company does not want to spend $50 to pull your, your credit report, but I can't do my job without it. Right. Like I just can't do it. Right. So I wish I could put my feet up on the desk with a big red stamp that says approve and just click approve on everything that comes across my desk. Like I'll tell someone like, look, I make $2,000 per loan. Why do I want to do all this work? Right. I would just collect a $2,000 paycheck 10 times over by clicking approve. But no, unfortunately, right. the regulators in D.C., they don't allow for this. Right. Wall Street won't buy those types of loans, at least not anymore. They did back in 2004 and 2005, and you saw where that got us. Right. What I'm trying not to do is cause you a world of hurt, a world of headache, and some money. Right. Right. I'm also trying to do the best job because it's my reputation on the line, and I don't want to be the person who has been um, – Deemed as, as as a practitioner of malpractice, <laughs> right. right? That's what I'm trying to prevent. That's why I need this information. It's right. not to be a pain on your rear. It's to make sure I'm doing the best job possible. Right. No different than your doctor is not going to prescribe you some kind of a treatment without first seeing you. I mean, that's the thing. Every time I go to the
1: doctor, they ask a lot of questions that are pretty deep and invasive. And I usually answer those without a thought. But you, I, if I'm checking it out at Express and you ask me for my email and phone number, whoa, who are you, buddy? You're not yeah. getting any info out of me. Do you go to Express still? I did once. I had a sale. Okay. But they they asked I got $5 off. I gave them a fake email and a fake number. But even then, like when people ask me for that stuff,
0: the basic stuff, your name, address, I'm like, whoa. Well, that's me for any consumer who's listening, which we do have some that, that, Mm -hmm. that tune in, um, I'm always amazed. I'm like, you still like to hear us talk about mortgage crap. I'm like, all right, cool. But it's like, I think they need to understand that we are your advocate. We get paid to close a loan for you. The more you tell us the better, like. We can prevent you from going to jail because we can tell you what you're trying to do is fraud. You kind of want to share that with me. I'm looking out for your best interest, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you're trying to hide stuff from us, we can't do the best job possible, right? If I go to the doctor and I want to complain about a a pain in my chest and they ask me, do you smoke? And I say, no, no. (laughs) although I've been a pack a day for the past 30 years, then I'm an idiot. Like, no, that doctor needs to know. I remember being young and in life. And I thought, well, I'm not going to have all my money, like all $600 with one financial advisor. I'm going to have it spread out, spread out, diversify. Yeah. Well, no, you want to be diversified, but the same advisor (laughs) can, can diversify you. And if you still are going to be a nut job, which I, I was one of these, and you want to have money with multiple advisors, at least don't keep them in the dark. Right? let Mike know what Caleb's doing oh, right. let Caleb know what Mike is doing so each can plan accordingly mm. Your loan advisor is your advisor I mean your your loan officer is your advisor right. like you you want to lay it out yeah. That's I well say yep all right so that was a decent script mm-hmm. for someone to use that's having a difficult time getting their prospective client to buy in on the necessity or the need to supply upfront documentation for a proper, approval now someone's under contract got them and (laughs) okay yeah it's not a got them no we're not we're not selling in a good way like we're not selling them like an item that they didn't want like hey i have this flat screen tv it's a plasma Uh, 55 inches it weighs 75 pounds but you can have it for 300 can we talk
1: about how heavy those old tvs are they are i'm like oh i i went down from the crt
0: to this one it's so much lighter and now i'm trying to get rid of those yet anyway so i don't know anything about crt but my plasma tv from 10 years ago finally died finally died i spent like five thousand dollars for this thing at best buy heavy was it oh yeah It, it took two of us to get it out to the curb right and i had this this mount right that had to hold it yeah well that mount was probably rated for a 42 inch tv but i went out and bought a 60. right and my wife's like, oh, my God, are you are you, are you sure that mount can hold a 60? Sure. I go, this 60-inch TV is like one-fifth the ton. weight Quarter ton. Yes, of that plasma TV <laughs> that was hanging. <laughs> In fact, I said, I'm pretty sure that Brad is going to send us a handwritten thank you note yeah, that says, exactly. thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like, right. thank you for taking the stress off True. of me. Um, and then it was only $700, and the, and the poor guy at Best Buy was like, well, sir, I can actually find you one for, for 682 it's not the Samsung you want, but I promise the quality is just the same. I said, You're talking about $18? I'll take it. I that. go, bro, like, no, I'm like, I'll take the $700 one because I want Samsung. Right. But you don't understand. I'm still under the mindset that I'm buying a 60 inch TV for $700. Yeah, that would. is smart, quote unquote, smart. Right. That plasma TV cost me five grand and it was not smart. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, I love sometimes doing loans for the older generation mm-hmm. because newer generations, like, where are rates? What are rates at? Give me right now. What, what, what are rates? I need I need two point seven five. Right now, I'm like, oh, they're two point seven five. Oh my God, that's that's too high. Or I'm like, oh, they're three. Oh my God, that's <laughs> too, too high. high. Yeah. You do a loan for somebody that you know they've already raised their family, they're selling their their big house, they're downsized, and maybe they're moving from the northeast down here to to the southeast mm-hmm. and. And I tell them rates are three or three and a quarter. And they're like, get out of town. What? What? I'm like, well, may- maybe if you get lucky. I'm thinking they're like going to complain. Like the millennial just complained yeah, yeah, yeah. that I-, I quoted them three and not uh, 2.875. And they're like, when I bought my first house, it was 13%. 13%. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah. But, all right. Fun rabbit hole. Ooh, that's a fun rabbit that hole. Some fun. rabbit holes are fun. Yeah, right? All right. So now we're going to talk about scripts to use when someone is under contract And we want to set proper expectations. Please, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are in an industry where it is is imperative that you under promise and over deliver. If something bad can happen, expect it will happen and let your customer know that when it happens, it's okay because you're an experienced, proven professional who, understands how to weave in and out of all the nuances, hurdles, and pitfalls of the loan application process. Mm. It's going to happen. Everything from a low appraisal to a bad inspection, to underwriters cutting your income, to underwriters finding a a foreclosed home five years ago that the client didn't know about, Mm. but it showed up in some fraud guard alert Uh, clients being furloughed to um, debts popping up that that were undisclosed. Like, stuff's going to happen. Should happen. Yes. Bankruptcies happen. Divorces happen. It wasn't disclosed. You forgot to ask. It's popping up. Title issues. Delays. The seller can't close their current house because that buyer's financing Mm -hmm. went sideways, and now they can't buy the new home and they need the proceeds. All of that's going to happen. So what I have grown accustomed to using when I'm taking someone's loan application, the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna verify all their information, make sure it's accurate, talk about the sales price, the down payment, the loan program, the monthly payment, and the cash to close. Before I click disclose or lock, I wanna make sure that I verbally have a conversation with John Coleman, my client, who's buying the house that I'm financing, and John is comfortable with what his estimated payment is and his estimated cash to close, okay? Okay. And then before I get John off the phone, I remind him that I'm going to send him an email with whatever it is that I need additionally from him. Because John was a great client, and he got me a lot of documents up front for pre-approval. Some of those documents have expired. Some of those documents were sufficient enough for pre-approval, but not sufficient enough for loan application. And maybe I do it, or maybe a team member does it. Again, I don't know your setup of those that are tuning in. If it's a team member, you can still set the proper expectations and, and and still tell the proper story right but i like to use the pilot the airline pilot analogy okay and i'll say hey john before i let you run i want to set proper expectations of the process because here's what i know i know today's date and i know your closing date and i know that because of the way that i run my practice we're not going to miss your closing date not on something you did or i did now outside of our control the seller the title company you know there's definitely some things that could pop up right if you don't have clear title you don't want to buy that house we won't be able to close on it if you're unable to obtain homeowner's insurance because there's a hurricane sitting out on the coast of florida mm-hmm. then we're gonna have to delay closing to the to that storm passes you're able to buy in your insurance and we're able to close same thing goes if you're trying to sell a house right john there's several things that could delay your closing but it won't be you and it won't be me
1: mm-hmm.
0: what i know is today's date and i know the closing date john i want to tell you that in the same light that a pilot knows the airport that they're leaving from, and they also know their destination airport. Gosh. Okay, John, do you have a couple preferred airlines that you fly? Delta all day. Delta all day. If you couldn't fly Delta, who would you fly? Delta. All, I would drive. No. Seriously. Not, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I like to hear that because look, I, I'm your Delta. Yeah. Right. For me, it's Delta. But if Delta doesn't have a direct flight, I'm willing mm-hmm. to go Southwest as mm-hmm. long as I can get the exit row.
1: I mean, Frontier's
0: great, too. No, they're not. They're terrible. (laughs) I can't say terrible because I don't know Frontier that well, and I haven't had a terrible experience. But I'm going to tell you, my preferences living in the southeast are Delta first, Southwest Southwest as a backup. Okay, so whenever I – and the reason why I fly Delta and fly Southwest, John, I'm sure it's why you love Delta, Mm -hmm. is that they're consistent. You know that if your flight's supposed to leave Orlando at 8 a.m., it's going to leave at 8 a.m. You know, if it's supposed to be in Boston by 11 a.m., you're going to land in Boston by 11 Mm a.m. But, John, here's what you don't know. And here's also what your pilot doesn't know. Are you going to take off from the Orlando International Airport? And are you going to go south 30 miles before you turn back up to head north to Boston and are you going to cut up the center of the state, or are you going to ride the coastline?
1: That's mm, all TBD.
0: Yeah, you don't know, nor does the pilot probably know, are you going to fly at 28,000 feet or 32,000 feet? Mm. How many times are you going to have to make an altitude adjustment? Are you going to have to to work around D.C. traffic by going further out into and in over the Atlantic Ocean, or are you going to have to skirt mm-hmm. westernly and then come in from the west into into Logan International Airport? these are things that you don't know and your pilot doesn't know you don't necessarily know what thunderstorms you're going to come up across and what type of turbulence nor do you know the traffic uh the air traffic that Mm -hmm. is once you get through certain locations nope every time you reach a a new location your pilot's going to get pinged by a different air traffic controller who's going to help direct them Mm -hmm. right they're gonna they're gonna um encounter turbulence they may even do the Buckle your seat yeah. belts, no more bathroom time, put your seat, your seats mm-hmm. up, your, your trade your tables. Tray tables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You've grown accustomed to that, yeah. but you know, if you're flying Delta and you're flying or flying Southwest, mm-hmm. you know, where you're leaving from, you know, where you're getting to. And you know, for the most part, it's going to be on time. For sure. Yep. When you do a loan application, when you buy a home and you finance that home, we, my mortgage company, insert name here, mm-hmm. right? Cross country summit fairway guild movement Mm -hmm. waterstone insert name here we are your delta we are your southwest we're reliable we are the professionals we know what it's going to take to get you from point a to point b on time as smooth as possible but what we also know is there's going to be some mid-flight adjustments there's gonna be some things that come our way whether it's turbulence whether it's a change in altitude whether it's banking west in order to avoid traffic around Mm -hmm. the the ronald reagan dc airport or whether it's banging out right and heading up the Atlantic coast line. Mm. We don't know that I'm going to wait until I get into Jacksonville and Jacksonville air traffic control is going to tell me what direction to go next until I get to Charlotte. Who's going to tell me where to mm. go next rents, repeat, et cetera, et cetera. Your loan application process is going to be that way. What I'm going to do is sit down, enjoy your flight, put your seatbelt on, keep your tray table up and your seat at an upright locked location. Mm-hmm. And when and if things change, I'll be sure to hop on the PA. In this case, it's going to be a phone call, text, or email. And I'm going to ask you for some help, Mm. right? Sometimes it's going to be okay just to walk around the cabin. Other times you have to sit down. Right now, these are the documents I think I need. Once your file goes to underwriting, underwriting may need a couple more documents. That's normal. No different than turbulence is normal. Mm -hmm. I'm a professional and I know how to navigate turbulence. We may get to a point to where something happens with the appraisal and you and I have to have a conversation with to do a workaround. Please know that's okay. That's normal. We've done this before. So just like you trust your pilot to get you from point A to point B on time and as smooth as possible, please trust me, but also understand there's gonna be some mid-flight adjustments, a little bit of turbulence along the way. We're gonna try to avoid as much of that as possible, but if it comes up, it's A, normal, and B, we know how to handle it. That's why you chose us. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. Right. And that's that's a script. And you put it in your own words. Right. Right. And, and, and you practice it as much as possible. Like, I can say it like that because I've probably said it hundreds of times. I've said it hundreds of times in person to someone. I've probably said it thousands of times mm-hmm. while mowing the grass. Huh? Right. While, while exercising. Like, right now, my, my thing is swimming. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Saturday, I swam a mile and a half. It was a big milestone for me. Because two years ago, I literally couldn't do one lap in the pool, mm. right? So for me to sit down and I did all freestyle, a mile and a half, I took two 45-second breaks just to grab water and check my phone because I'm addicted to it, mm-hmm. right? But while I'm swimming, that hour that I was in the pool, yes, swimmers are like, you took you an hour to go a mile and a half? I'm slow. I need a coach. I need someone to hop in the pool with me and teach me proper strokes and proper kicking. Mm-hmm. I'm self-taught YouTube, YouTube <laughs> University, <laughs> But that whole entire hour, it's not like I'm running where I can listen to the baby mm. and Megan mm. The Stallion, there you go. right? Like when I'm in the pool. Although they do make headphones that you can listen to, but I don't, I don't have them yet. There. My birthday's in November, John. Okay, wink, wink, mm. nod, nod. Gotcha. But I script. I script. Mm. Sometimes I script mean, evil, hurtful things that I'd want to <laughs> say to someone I'm angry at, right. just so I can get it off my chest. Right. But other times I just role play. I just script things I want to say in the business world. These scripts roll off my tongue because I've said them over 100 times in person. I've said them over 1,000 times in my head. Mm-hmm. But these are scripts I think people can use. And hopefully they can utilize. And I want to give props to to the listeners for reaching out. Yeah. Like we, we don't ignore your requests. Now, your requests are coming in, and there's not enough hours in our work week that we're <laughs> yeah. able to just sit here and just do content upon right. content upon content. Because we still have our full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe that could change one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day it could. But until that happens, we're doing our best to keep up with your recommendations. They're not falling on on deaf ears. I hope you all enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe. Please share. Please comment. Please give a five-star review. Let people know about us. Stay tuned. We one day will get a freaking website out. Yes, sir. When that website is out, it's going to be loaded with hundreds of hours of content that you will be able to consume. That's not bits and pieces of this show. This This is is all brand new. Brand new content that we're going to be hosting on TLOPonline.com, theloanofficerpodcast.com. Check us out on our social media platforms. We're everywhere where you can find except for Pinterest. That means we're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn at the Loan Officer Podcast. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin and That's all the time we have for you today. We look forward to catching you in the next episode. Peace.